Unturned is presented by Update AI. At the end, I say scale of one to 10. How would you rate the meeting? So productive use of time. Do you feel like you got value from being here? Do you think you brought value to the meeting? If it's a seven or below, we talk about it. That is in and of itself the issue we need to solve for. Um, and they can share why. You know, saying, hey, I didn't contribute as much today. I didn't feel like I needed to be here. That's important for me to know. Why does my team not feel like there's value in showing up for our weekly team meetings? Um, so it allows me to pivot, adjust agendas, um, also sometimes give them more responsibility. Welcome to Unturned, a show about the leaders and innovators of companies who have forged incredible customer relationships and stories you can use to advance your own career. Here's your host, Josh Schechter. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Unturned. I'm Josh. I'm the host. Uh, we are taking you behind the scenes on stories from the top customer success leaders, top people in the SaaS industry to learn about how they build sticky relationships with customers. And I'm really pleased to be here today with Jenny Calvert. Jenny is the Director of Customer Success from Hunt Club, which is doing some amazing, innovative things in the world of recruiting. Jenny, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. So like I tell all of our guests, we want to start out by getting to know Jenny. The whole concept of our title here, Unchurned, is of course in relationship to the key SaaS metric of retention and churn, but also it means getting raw and really understanding and getting to know the person. So let's start out by learning about you. What's one thing that might surprise somebody to learn about you? I would say that I'm a same family adoption, really unique. So my mom and my aunt switched places. Wow. We're just going to spend the next 20 minutes talking about that. Forget customer success. Forget SaaS. Okay. So what, I don't even know what, to, what question to ask as a follow-up there. I suppose why, what, when, where? Yeah. Um, just really lucky to stay in the family. It was kind of a serendipitous thing. My adopted mom couldn't have kids. My aunt got pregnant. Here I am. Um, yeah. And it's worked out really, really well. So Big advocate for adoption, stories, successes, things of that nature. What was your first movie or a favorite movie growing up? Land Before Time. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Has to be. Yeah. That was one of mine too. That wasn't my my very first, but uh, it, was, it was up there. What's a favorite family dish or recipe that you have? I feel really weird right now with my first two questions. Pickle tacos. <laughs> I, tell me what pickled tacos are. So it's sausage, ground beef, shredded tacos, good ones like Clausen, big thick pickles, and shredded carrots heated up. W- where'd you learn that? Who, who's the who's the secret behind? My grandma. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Southside Chicago, no clue, but it's really good, salty. Everybody loves it. Makes sense that it would be a Chicago thing for sure. And then the last question for you is: What's a cause that you are really passionate about? Yeah, I think I have a few. Uh, I mentioned family dynamics. Um, and so I've helped a lot of friends through pathways to adoption, fostering, things of that nature. I think obviously with my background, explains itself. Um, but, you know, I was really lucky when I started my family, it happened easy. And I know for a lot of women, that's not the case. So I helped them navigate various options and connecting them with ways to expand their family. Yeah, thanks. Let's get into business. All right. No more pickled tacos. No more pickled tacos conversation here. Your business is about recruitment 
And I, I want to give you the opportunity to tell everybody about what Hunt Club does, or rather how you do it, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, it's all around the concept of trusted relationships and warm introductions. So everything that we do is around the concept of people, no awesome people doing awesome things. And we want to tap them into opportunity goals, advisors, seats, things of that nature that are going to change the world. So you're just for folks that don't have any concept of Hunk Club yet. So right. this is a, this is a SaaS platform, right? This is a technology company. And, and, and how does the mechanism, the mechanics of it work? Yeah. So we, we have two arms. So we have a full service search traditional um, that leverages our own technology. My function, we aggregate the network, various places, obviously LinkedIn, email, different integrations. Um, and then we measure strength of relationships and we automate introductions in the software and then measure the success of those. It's pretty cool. Based on knowing who has stronger relationships with whom, when I'm looking to hire somebody, it can yeah. help me connect. How does it, so, so walk me through the journey here. So I'm, I'm the hiring manager. I have an open rec. I've got a network of people that may know other people who are good candidates for that open position. Correct? Yeah. And... The technology arm of your product, of your service, does what to get me from point A to point C? So you can search within the collective network. So say you have 50,000 contacts in your extended network. You're looking for a head of CS for SaaS company. You can drill down, create a click list, look at the strongest relationships, send a request to say, hey, I'm looking for a head of CS. Your contact is perfect. Will you introduce me? And they can say, yeah, you bet. Or like, no, I don't know them very well. And then our software learns over time who's got the great relationships, who doesn't. We can actually follow it all the way through the, the sourcing funnel. I love that idea of your software learning over time, the strength of the relationship, because we all get that, that, that email from a friend that sees that you're connected to somebody else. And hey, I'd love for your introduction. Of course, you don't actually know that other person, right? You, you met them, you scanned badges yeah. at a conference or something. Um, yeah. yeah. And your response is like, oh, I'd actually love to know that person too. If you find out somebody that knows them, let me. <laughs> yeah. Can you hook it up? Yeah. I mean, we definitely see customers who use LinkedIn, like Twitter, you know, they have 30,000 connections. Like you don't know those people. And that's where layering some of the other insights, like email, calendar, figuring out like, does Josh know this person? Has he actually talked to them? Or just a quick accept an invite on LinkedIn? I, I, I've gone on record, so to speak, not that I'm well enough known or anything to have a record to go on, but <laughs> I've, I've gone on my own record, uh, my own pedestal, uh, that, that relationships are the foundation of customer success, the relationships, relationships are the foundation of all successful SaaS. Um, in the context of what you guys do, but also your role leading a CS team, what's the value of building your relationships? It sounds like such an obvious question, but, but give us your perspective. Yeah, I think it's multifaceted. Um, I'm constantly seeking knowledge and know that it's not all in books. <laughs> and so I think for me, it's being able to connect to people who are really, really strong and experienced in certain subsets and being able to learn their stories, what worked well, what didn't, where they failed, where they succeeded. I've been able to spin that and basically make me more efficient, our customers more efficient. It's like sharing stories and collective insights. And I think that's just so powerful. So you're collecting these stories and, and knowledge is power. Learning people's backgrounds, their perspectives, their stories is very powerful. How are you using that power that you're harnessing? How, how are you exerting that? Yeah, I think it's sharing back. 
So again, being able to bring value to a conversation with a customer, pulling a thread from something that may not seem relevant, this is this new spark of idea that leads to so many possibilities. So right now, taking some of the learnings from working with PwC's Center of Excellence, pulling that through to some of the founder development programs, our VC customers are working to build. What does a great founders program look like? How do you build? How do you think about who and What's the value for them to join your program versus any other founder development program? You can tap on all those shared insights that you've learned from different people and different backgrounds to do it different. Yeah. Not reinventing the wheel, but understanding what their what, 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 what tips and tricks they can bring to it. Is the drag of taking notes after back-to-back customer meetings slowing you down? Or even worse, did you miss something your customer asked for three meetings ago? Update AI, the latest investment from Zoom Ventures, is here to help. Featuring the world's most advanced artificial intelligence to detect action items, Update AI joins your Zoom meetings and in real time delivers your follow-ups and next steps from customer calls. Save hours of busy work, stay more present in your conversations, and make sure your team is always on track. Sign up for your trial of Update AI today at www.update.ai. So I want to pivot from Hunt Club's focus area, which is on recruiting, on relationships, on, on learning the stories to self-servingly updates focus area, which is on meetings. Yeah. And when you and I spoke offline, you shared with me something I thought was really interesting, which is, you know, you said internal meetings should have an NPS score. So what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, in a past life, we followed the entrepreneurial operating system. There's a book, Gina Wickman, Traction, out there. You can read it. And didn't love the entire framework. I think it's great. But I love the way that every meeting is rated. And at the end of it, if you show up and you participate and you spend your hour, was it worth you being there? And if the answer is no, then we need to do something with the meeting, right? It needs to be effective. Either we don't have it anymore or we need to shift so every single person joining brings, contributes, and leaves feeling like it was a valuable use of their time. So is this what you guys practice at Hunt Club? Yeah, yep. So every week I have the same agenda. Uh, the team knows what I expect them to bring. Uh, we talk through issues, not all of them, solving one, two really important ones. So we feel really good about solutionizing as a team. Uh, we go through the metrics. We obviously go through um, any customer wins, feedback, things that we want to talk about. We share you know, stories of personal life. And at the end, I say, scale of one to 10, how would you rate the meeting? So productive use of time. Do you feel like you got value from being here? Do you think you brought value to the meeting? If it's a seven or below, we talk about it. That is in and of itself the issue we need to solve for. Um, and they can share why, you know, say, Hey, I didn't contribute as much today. I didn't feel like I needed to be here. That's important for me to know. Why is my team not feel like there's value in showing up for our weekly team meetings? Um, so it allows me to pivot, adjust agendas. Um, also sometimes give them more responsibility. Okay, cool. Next week you bring updates on the health dashboard. Uh, you bring a great key story around this renewal or whatever. Um, it keeps everybody interested, bought in and feeling like they really are a part of that successful meeting. I'm just envisioning the boss being like, okay, you didn't like it. You do that. You do, you try leading it next week. You try bringing the agenda, doing the work. Yeah. yeah it's, you do it. It's, yeah. It's a little bit like that. Not with that tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, slightly you know, you don't want to sit there and be like, this is dumb. If this was my meeting, I would have. It gives them a chance to say, if this was my meeting, I would have. And we can incorporate that into the flow. Yeah. No, as long as it's genuine in, in, in taking their, their feedback. So, 
but you mentioned it also, you are the team leader. So mm-hmm. is it safe to, to call bullshit that you're getting, that you're getting authentic responses from your, from the people that are, you know, working for you? I think two things here. I also write the meeting. So like, I'm not exempt from this practice. And there are definitely weeks where they're all like, eight, nine, great. And I'm like, six. They're like, why? I'm like, because I talk too much, right? Like, this is a team meeting. And there are things that I want to have conversation. I want you to dissent. I want to make sure that we're solving the most important things. Um, I have created space to say, like, this was a waste of my time. Um, I've created that level of autonomy and transparency. And honestly, like I expect them to talk about what's going well and what's not going well. The last thing I ever want to do is waste time in a meeting. Have you ever gotten anything below a five? Yeah. What's the lowest score you've uh-huh. gotten? Three. Why did you get a three? Somebody sat there and did not talk. <laughs> in all fairness, it wasn't here at Hunt Club. It was my last life. Um, somebody didn't participate, felt like everything we talked about didn't affect, impact, or have anything to do with them. And um, so they were feeling outside in and just said, this was a big fat waste of my time. And just so I get it correctly, what's the exact question that you ask? How would you rate this meeting on a scale of one to 10? How valuable? And I usually have a little like gif of like somebody dancing <laughs> and I'm like 10 being the best meeting you ever attended, zero being never want to show up for this again. So you have an animated gif. So this means that you're doing this in Slack or what's, what's the mechanics behind this? Yeah, no, I run a, same deck. So I just embedded Giphy's into my deck. <laughs> so this is during the actual meeting at the end, you go around and people mm-hmm. give a score yeah. in real time in front of their peers. Yes. Yeah. Open voting. Open voting. And you would think it'd be like the first one's an eight, the next one's an eight, maybe a seven and a half, maybe a nine, all over. Yeah, you got you to gotta stage that. Uh, you got to seed the uh, the first person to anchor it high. When we were in consulting, they would do that. We, we'd be we'd have a, a like a committee with the executives. And we'd be pitching an idea, and I remember the, the managing directors are like, "All right, so here's how we're going to sit. The first person at this end is going to be on our team, and we when we go around and ask for feedback, they're going to give glowing feedback because that's going to anchor the rest of the conversation for all of our clients to give glowing yeah. feedback." Like oh wow, welcome to the world of consulting. But you're not doing that. You're not. You're not tilting the ice. <laughs> oh, anchoring on price and sales, right? Same thing. You got to be first. But honestly, we've just created a really good environment. To be honest, what what are some of the factors that play into that? The environment that you like because it's an environment of, of safety, right? That's effectively what you're saying. You've you've created is psychological safety yeah. and the ability to be to be candid and. You know, my, my, one of my favorite books is Radical Candor. So you've created that, that radically that's candid that. environment. So what did you do to do that? Like, what are some of the, the tips? I'm a very, <laughs> some of my managers may say overly transparent leader. Um, I share a lot of context, um, maybe one level beyond some of the context I should share with the knowledge that I know being in the leadership level. Um, but I think it's really important to say, I trust you with this information. You know, it's not necessarily information for customers or like to go sharing with all of your best friend and colleagues here. Um, but I think it's really important for you to understand why we're driving towards this or why we're focused on that. Um, and I think it's the behavior that I have demonstrated with my team creates that like, hey, I can replicate. Um, you know, I have high expectations, but I'm also human and I'm very keen and first to share where I failed. Um, I've also shared stories of past lives, leaders that were great, leaders that left me wanting more. Um, and the things that I've learned and the ways that, you know, I want to make sure my team feels, 
um, so they can be awesome and efficient and feel really great about the work they do and show up to do every day. Jenny, this was great. I, I really love the the strategy you use. I know you said it came from from EOS. I've heard a lot about EOS. I've never really um, read the literature myself, but um, I love the simplicity of it. How, how would you rate the meeting? And every time you take that reinforced learning and you make the next meeting better. So simple, but I, I think those are the little things that really, like you said, they over the, the long run create that culture um, and, and that, um, that learning and progress in the way that you're on your team. For those that um, were, were listening, for those that are listening at home, I, I want to thank Jenny for being on the program. An especially huge thank you because this has been the most difficult interview for me to conduct and probably for a guest to respond to because I've been cradling my puppy the entire time who's been uh, in and out of, of chewing on toys and barking and causing all kinds of mayhem. But hopefully we've been able to cut all that piece out. And Jenny, you did such an amazing job with your, your, your disciplined focus and being not getting distracted like I was, uh, you know, by, uh, by these curveballs that he was giving us. So thank you so much, Hi. Jenny. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. Hey guys, it's Josh. Don't hang up yet. I loved that conversation with Jenny, and I love the fact that she's passionate about supporting adoption. We want to support her in that cause. I know she's from Florida. So anybody who rates our podcast in iTunes or Spotify within the next seven days, just email me at josh at update.ai and we will give a small donation to a Bond of Love adoption agency based out of Florida. It's just our little part of helping Jenny and her cause. Thanks so much, everybody.